You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Sherry. Hey, get off our ship. We are supposed to be in quarantine. I didn't see you even. Come on. Arr, arr. Well, while you're here, I might as well tell you about Patreon. Andrew, my f- me first mate. I, tell them about Patreon. Patreon's where we get all of our booty. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what started this where I was just like, pirate. Yeah, pi- it's pirate. I mean... Oh, we're not supposed to talk about what episode this is yet, but but yeah, no, it's not pirate related. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna start reading through our patron list. <laughs> Who's our patron? We got, Andrew? we got Stephanie L, Terry Needleman, Max Lunig, Benjamin Lear, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, the Fantastic Jess Lightning. Is that she? She is that a she specifically name? requested us to change that name? So we we've All got right. it. Well, she is now a Fanta stick. So ha- Fanta stick. <laughs> <laughs> Ewan Cassidy, Haley McDonald, Taskier, Fire of September, Mina Maniri, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Haley Murray, Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> B-Way Flicks, with Daniel Stacy Coom, Joseph Evans Green, Luna Rocks 222, uh, Irigail Drouet Whiter, Carrie Ahern, Christine Malmadel, Ben Packard, Mezzanine Theater Diary, Mary Lou Choquette, Anne Nunnally, Cole Birchfield, Sam Caulfield, John Vanals, Holisticality, I don't even know what that one is, and Russ Walker. <laughs> She has come out and said, I'm not sure if I want to correct them and tell them how to say my name or just let them. Holy sticality, I think. Good enough. But thank you for a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here, Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks, such as patron-only commentaries, our episodes a day earlier or even earlier, come join us over at Patreon. All right, Andrew, you ready to get the show started? I am ready to roll, baby. I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. How are you doing today, Andrew? Uh, I am just, I'm still in quarantine. I don't know if when this gets released we'll still be in quarantine, but honestly, it's starting to look that way. <laughs> <laughs> our life is just quarantine now, guys. Yeah. Welcome to our new life. So I'm starting to think that maybe the real world just isn't the place to be. You know, like maybe we should just... Get out of here. Do you, do you mean we should just just take drugs and go to a different world? 
I'm saying that I got this rabbit friend, okay? <laughs> and he's a very timely fella. Ah. And uh he says he's got a magic elevator to a different different dimension if you wanna if you wanna like chill. Alright. Well I mean and this magic elevator is totally not just the door to a crack house room. <laughs> <laughs> where we're just gonna do a fuck ton of crack. <laughs> I don't even know. It, crack is probably not the right drug for this no. show. It's it's more like LSD or or magic mushrooms or something like yeah. that. Call up Brent. <laughs> he can help us out with all that. Yeah, Brent. Brent will know. Brent is our white rabbit. Brent is our white rabbit down the rabbit hole. Well, actually, our our white rabbit drugs. for this episode though is is a uh, Mina Maniri, right? Yeah, Mina Maniri. Um, <laughs> Min Mina Maniri is the white rabbit that led us down the world into Wonderland. So th thank you, Mina Maniri, for for this horrible, horrible experience. Wonderland: A New Alice, or we, what? Wonder it has like nine different titles. Okay, Wonderland: A New Alice's New Musical Adventure. Yes, it's it's like a, it's like a Disney ride. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wonderland. Wonderland, A New Alice, formerly called Wonderland, Alice's New Musical Adventure, is a musical with a book by Jack Murphy and Gregory Boyd, lyrics by Murphy, and music by our favorite MVP, Frank Wildhorn. Yeah! The story, a contemporary version of <laughs> Alice's Adventure in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll, is set in New York City and focuses on writer Alice Cornwinkle and her 10-year-old daughter, Chloe. After various workshops and productions of the musical in Tampa, Florida, and Houston, Texas, the show premiered on Broadway on, Broadway on April 17, 2011, closing a month later, May 15, 2011. <laughs> you just can't catch a break, can he? <laughs> oh, Frank. Frank, what did you do? <laughs> he caught one break. He caught one break, and then that was it. You don't get another one. It's one, one month shows. He's just pumping them out. And now, this was, as we said before, uh, requested for us to do by our patron, Mina Maniri. She's one of our highest tier patrons, and she's great. Um, yeah, this show is bad, and <laughs> we, we... It's like, it's not even as bad as Jekyll and Hyde, though. Like, it's, I, I don't even know if it's close to that bad. I don't uh, know. We're, we're gonna talk about this. So, we did a little I guess maybe it depends here. what version, because I watched... Yeah, we yeah. did an experiment here. So I decided, because I felt like this was going to be a boring episode if we're just trashing on Wonderland, because we've <laughs> seen other people do that, like Jim and Tomic did a really good retrospective of that. So I was like, oh, you know what, how about I send Andrew the most recent version, the UK version in 2017, they, they've done all the changes, so that should be, in theory, the most perfect version. In theory, the good version, I watched. Yes. And then I went all the way back to the final week of Broadway and watched a bootleg of the final week. You watched the third week of Broadway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so their Broadway run. And many exasperated half shuckles from a very confused audience were heard. <laughs> so I'm going to let Andrew describe his version really quick. I want to hear the plot of the 2017 version before I read the insanity that was the Broadway version. Okay, so what I gathered is Alice is doesn't like New York City 
and her daughter is in Wonderland. I don't really, they don't really say why she's there or what, how that happened. I don't know. And then there's this guy that, like, just is, like, this nerdy guy, like, Rick Moranis type, I guess. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't know. And he, he's in love with Alice, and they both go to Wonderland, and they... There's this weird plot with the looking glass, and they have to go through the looking glass to become the opposite version of the normal version of themselves, or something. Okay. okay. Um, and so everybody but Alice does that, and then like the act one closer, I think, is Alice deciding that she's also going to go through the looking glass because her daughter becomes like edgy when she goes through, and oh. the Rick oh. Moranis type becomes uh, a David Hasselhoff type. <laughs> <laughs> the um. Rick Moranis became David Hasselhoff <laughs> Thursday at six p.m. on ABC. Honestly, I'd watch a version of this where it was Rick Moranis at the beginning and just becomes David Hasselhoff. <laughs> um, but when Alice goes through, she just kind of becomes a better person, I guess, or a stronger person. And then Does she only like just change a dress and it's literally the same actress. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't really. And then there's something with the, the Mad Hatter is going to overthrow the queen, but the Mad Hatter is just as bad as the queen and the daughter is helping the Mad Hatter. And then they put the Mad Hatter through the mirror, and then she's good, too. And... They literally... That's how they save the day at the end? They just put her through the looking glass? Yeah, and then she, like, what? shakes hand, and she's like, oh, thank you for doing that. And then they have to confront the queen, and... Honestly, Why? it just... The, the plot Why don't just... they just throw the queen through the looking glass? That I don't know! so well for everyone else! Everyone just stands up to the queen, and it ends. And... I don't even know... <laughs> what they... Do they leave Wonderland? I'm honestly not sure. I think they stay. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, okay. it, that that at least that has a very clear follow through. I understood exactly the story you're trying to tell there. All right. I, I get what they're trying to do. It's just it is like why though. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's fast forward. Six years before that, in 2011, in the Broadway run of Wonderland, okay. and here is. They were so confident with this show. Like, this isn't me doing my own, like, written-out version. This is what they gave in the playbill. Oh, okay, for I'm people interested. To... You got me hooked. Let's go. What do they got? Okay, we start. Author Alice Stetson and her daughter have moved to Queens so that Alice can have some space from her husband, Jack. Oh, yeah, there, right? was, there was that plot as well, where she's, like, messed up by her ex-husband or something. Okay. Her younger young daughter, Chloe, laments about the move and her family's demise as Alice notes that her life isn't going in the direction she had hoped. Edwina, Jack's mother, is cooking dinner for Chloe. Alice, who has just hit her head in the light of the building service elevator, receives her children's book manuscript back from the publishers, who have coldly rejected it, saying it was too dark for children. She sadly makes a comment that Alice in Wonderland, the book that Edwina had been reading to Chloe, was dark. As she lies down, she's awoken by a white rabbit who she follows down to Wonderland, down the rabbit hole. So the the white rabbit just shows up out of nowhere and just comes in. So she just goes to Wonderland and she meets all these strange people and creatures who are dressed in the same dresses as the original Alice in Wonderland is known to wear, like seen in the Disney movie. So it's like yeah. men and women all dressed up as the Disney Alice in Wonderland singing the Welcome to what? Wonderland. Yes. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's a weird choice, but whatever. No, so, this is all really weird so far. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
She then encounters the Caterpillar, whose advice is to follow in the footsteps of El Gato, the Cheshire Cat, and then who the and the cat believes himself to be invisible. But that all doesn't matter. So the cat, so the Caterpillar leads her to the cat, and the cat leads her to the to a White Knight who makes his grand entrance, and he promises to save her save her at all means because White Knight, you know, and invites her to a tea party. So notice the daughter hasn't been involved. It's all just Alice here. Yeah. Okay. At the party, the Mad Hatter shows up, and she, like, comes from a hole in the ground, and it's, like, really impressive. But only after they have a moment where you see, like, a guy that looks like the Disney Mad Hatter, and she's like, oh, is that the Mad Hatter? Like, no, we outed him. We've got a new Mad Hatter. We got an edgy Mad Hatter. Then she comes up (laughs) from the smoke, and she's got, like, this, like... Imagine Lucy from Jekyll and Hyde, that kind of outfit on. Oh, God. And then she sings like, I'm the Mad Hatter, and it's kind of (laughs) great. Like, for a moment, the show gets great. I mean, I guess if you want to say that. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty entertaining, at least. The costumes and all that work. So, she reads Alice's tea leaves and comments on Alice's bad qualities as the queen arrives. So, here's the queen's arrival, and she just... And Alice makes friends with the queen right away promising her a new kingdom, the kingdom of Queens, New York, uh, for some reason. That's the dumb. Hatter is angry about this and goes with the Marsh Hare to get her revenge on Alice, who's a threat to the Hatter's plans for some reason. I don't know why, she just is. Yeah. Um, but everyone else agrees to help Alice find the service elevator that brought her there. Alice just wants to go home as she and Chloe in their new apartment yearn for the way that she they used to be. So they're both kind of having this moment. It's the first time we see the daughter for the yeah. entirety of Act One. And then the Mad Hatter um, just sneaks into the real world and to Chloe's bedroom. Oh, just does get, it. Yeah, they just do it. She, <laughs> she rides this like insane steampunky like giant motorcycle thing and convinces Chloe to just come with her. And so she does. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Okay. So now we were back to where the daughter is working with the Mad Hatter again. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so Chloe goes with them to Wonderland, and ha- but ha- the Hatter takes Chloe to the land of the Looking Glass as a prisoner, um, and as a prisoner that turns her brains to tapioca. It's weird. So Jack, who is now the White, the white Knight, because now they decided we're just going to call him Jack now. Yeah. Um, he agrees to help Alice in exchange for a kiss as the white, like, it's, it's a mess. So by the, that's the end of act one. Basically the I'm, daughter's kidnapped and Alice just wants to go home. That's I'm act just one. trying to figure out how they even turned that into the one I watched. Hold on. Act two gets crazier. <laughs> just <laughs> you wait, Henry Higgins. Inside, this is the start of act two. Inside the Hatter's war room, she locks Chloe in the tallest dungeon. She also captures the Caterpillar, Elgato, and the White Knight, because they are like, oh, we're gonna go help Alice, then immediately they're all in prison. <laughs> Alice finds herself in front of a door with the comedy and tragedy mask. She notices above the do- door the word theatrical, which changes the spell Hatter and Alice with the E rotating between the two names. Though she misses the clue the first time, this is when the rabbit tells Alice that she can t- he can turn back time by just winding back his watch. It, it's a real dumb gag, so I'm not going to bring it up again. Basically, when he gets to the point, he gives the watch away because he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, so after the rabbit leaves, Alice enters and encounters Lewis Carroll, the Victorian gentleman, who encourages her to write something that is important to her. Something she dreamt of. Mm-hmm. The fucking author, Lewis Carroll. Yeah. What? 
Okay. Yep. Maybe they just were like, Wonderland is about LSD, so we'll write a story on LSD and whatever happens. <laughs> yes, and then we go back to the Hatter, who's like, uh, we're going to do a bunch of beheadings, and she's going to try to get the queen to behead herself. Um, you know, strange logic. So, every, I'm going to skip a whole bunch of this, because there's a lot of stuff that goes on, but everyone escapes through the power of boy bands, because uh, Jack the White Knight is a boy band lead, and so he just sings a bunch of boy band ballads and gets out of prison that way. Yeah, um, yeah. But when the Hatter arrives to taunt Alice with a final riddle, Alice learns that the Hatter is her alter ego of herself. Alice did not come to Wonderland when she was supposed to, due to her mother's death and her childhood coming to an end over two decades prior. Due to this, the Hatter was created out of every bad moment Alice has ever faced in her life. The Queen, learning of the Hatter's plan to be Hatter, banishes the Hatter to the underground world. Alice, who tries to defend the Hatter, is held at knife point until Jack saves her. However, he is brought down to the underworld as well. Alice is happy that she may leave with Chloe, but the two lament Jack's death as they go home. Alice awakens from her dream when her husband, Jack, arrives with Chloe's forgotten doll and claiming it was his white knight syndrome that drove him there and his desire to protect his family since they're under a new roof. Alice embraces him and realizes that what she really wanted was right in front of her eyes. The family is together once again. As they all head down for dinner, she remains behind for a moment to write down what she has learned from her adventures in Wonderland but especially what she learned from the rabbit, that time is fleeting, and from her own dream, ordinary magic happens every day, and it is all around us in the simplest ways. And that is the end of the show. So, Andrew! What? <laughs> That's not even close to the one I watched. <laughs> right? But it has literally every single song from the version that we watched. Like, that is the main overlap. So, is Jack the White Knight, is he the... Is he the Rick Moranis character? Yes, they just changed him to be a Rick Moranis character that comes from the real world instead of just someone that existed in Wonderland that also had a real-life analog. And then they decided that having Wonderland be marriage therapy uh, is probably not the right right move. <laughs> so with all that being said, which do you think is the better version? Because yours seems very straight down the line, very like, all right, kids got to understand this, and mine feels like insanity trying too much. Yours sounds like it's much worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, mine was a little bit confusing with the whole looking glass thing going on, but it wasn't that... <laughs> like, that just sounds bonkers. <laughs> and, it, and they have a lot of weirdly adult jokes, not as in, like, sexual jokes, but, like, when she gets the the shrinking jug she's like drink me responsibly and then she drinks it and she sees the door get smaller she's like oh great i stay the same size but the door gets smaller <laughs> and i'm like what the <laughs> but the costume design the set design is all really really good like let me say that like it looks really good yeah um the set design and the one i watched i think they decided that this is a flop and they're not going to spend any money <laughs> On any of it, so they're like, let's just hang up a tarp in the back and, and we'll just call it a day. It's pretty much like someone taped a bunch of garbage bags to the back and that's that's the set. <laughs> so on Broadway, it got horrible, horrible reviews. Charles Isherwood wrote that the musical is peppily inspirational and the book displays flashes of fresh humor and a convoluted storyline. And yeah. that the wa Wildhorn songs are competent rendering of various pop styles. 
Yes. And that's <laughs> that's pretty much the best you can say about the music is that they are completely competent and sound similar to other music you've heard before. <laughs> so even the UK tour production, the one that you saw with um, Carrie Ellis and all of that, um, it closed with 24 remaining performances um, just for no reason. They blamed it on like the they the decision to cancel the final three weeks of the tour um, was made because of a dispute with one of the show's ex-suppliers. The producers have decided to close the shows and just cancel everything. So this show has probably the worst luck since Carrie the Musical in every incarnation of it. Why do they keep bringing it back? Because I don't know. There's not even that spark. Like, even the very rough versions of Beetlejuice from DC, like... They were rough, and it was much more vulgar and much less emotional, but you could see that it could be something great. Here, I'm left in the dark. I don't see anything coming of this. Of Like, while I was watching it, I didn't know it was a flop or anything like that. I was just, like, <laughs> watching it, like, maybe this is, like, some underground thing that is actually good, uh, which it wasn't really, but um, I, I messaged Jess, like, is this, is this a flop? This was a flop, wasn't it? <laughs> And he's like, he's like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, you can just, you can like feel it when you're watching like this, this didn't do well, did it? <laughs> I mean, compared to the other flops we've talked about, um, Bonnie and Clyde at Bridge of the Madison County, like what runs between all of these things that connects them as flops? I think it's just not enough emotional connection to characters and generic music is kind I mean, of, what do you think is the, the worst sin of this thing? Like, what do you think is well, the of, sin that of makes this it one, impossible to be fixed? The one that makes this impossible to be fixed is the the plot is just <clears throat> completely absurd. Um, which honestly makes sense because it is Wonderland. But why not simplify it a little bit and just make it Wonderland? Like, just tell the story that the book tells. I mean, you why know, the make one it, in the Disney movie, that kind of thing? You know, why make it the parent? Why make Alice a parent in first? Exactly. Well, it's like, uh, it's like what the Tim Burton one did that, where they made them older or whatever. Well, she was like, just, it's just the Alice in Wonderland, except she's a little bit older. And it's yeah. like a sequel to the first one. And I'm like, all right, whatever, that's it's fine. It's like a sequel to the first one, but there's also, like that, that's another Wonderland property that's just awful. That one has like the Johnny Depp Mad Hatter. <laughs> it's kind of similar to this, actually. They make the Mad Hatter like edgier and like, and everything's more violent and darker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they don't want to commit to the darker side, so they just kind of try to get the best of both worlds, and it fails on both. Like, I can see a dark Alice in Wonderland working, or I can see a kid-friendly one, but you can't, like, jump between the two. Yeah, you can't, like, pretend that, well, it's dark, but it's also for kids. It's nice. <laughs> like, I think with these songs, you could still make a good, dark Alice in Wonderland one, but you gotta commit to it being dark. I feel like they tried to continuously lighten it up because the version I watched, like, there's, it's just ridiculous. Like, you have uh, the one character going into the looking glass and then coming out and singing his White Knight song. And now all of a sudden he's got his shirt ripped and he's like, masculine man. And it's like, <laughs> it's like what is happening here? This is absurd. <laughs> I, I. <laughs> I can't, I can't even, like, imagine how what I saw became what you saw. It's, they're not really even similar. Like, they really, they kind of aren't. <laughs> but they're both Wonderland, a musical about Alice in Wonderland with the same songs. Yeah. It's, that is, this is why this is such a strange case, and I understand why people want us to talk about it, but what can we say? What is there to say about this? 
Okay, well, how would you fix it? I don't think it's. I don't think it's fixable. You know, so you think the songs are just not good enough, or make it a concept album? That's the only thing. Like, that's the only thing I think is worth having here. Like, well, I mean, it, it basically already is if you just listen, listen to, this, to the album. Listen to the album just strictly. You know, if you just make it committed to making the Mad Hatter the villain, like you have the first. Yeah, I act. think that was maybe the worst thing is the Mad Hatter is like the villain, but also the Queen of the Hearts is really the villain. But like, I don't know. <laughs> but I jumped into yours a little bit because I was really curious to see how yours handled the Mad Hatter because I was like, all right, that's one of those things I think is neat. So I'm going to j- sneak a peek into the 2017 version and see what they did. And they introduced the Mad Hatter as like the seduction trick to try to get um, the daughter in. And she's like dressed down and meek and all that. And then they're like, oh, but she's really a badass. And then they dress her up and it's just the same person. <laughs> yeah. Also, the Mad Hatter's not even in it that much. There's like maybe three songs, and then it's it's just the it goes back to the Queen of the Hearts being the the bad guy. Like it it doesn't really have any impact. Not at all. But the thing is, like the Queen of Hearts is possibly it has she has the best songs. She's I think that I think she's just the most uh, goofy character. And Queen of Hearts has always been one of the best parts of any wonderland thing because it's just a ridiculous character it's a queen that just wants to cut people's heads off all the time the thing is if you're doing really super serious she doesn't work as a villain so you get rid of her really early on and have the mad hatter kill her yeah and you have to have a fundamentally strong reason for her to hate alice that is the only ways for it to work which in your version there kind of is a reason that they would hate alice because they're all the bad things about alice i guess so I don't like that. No, no, that's It's bad. dumb, but they get rid of that in this one, and really there's no reason. I think the Mad Hatter in, in the one I watched is just um, kind of in, kind of insane, and like they want the Mad Hatter to replace the Queen of Hearts, but the Mad Hatter is crazy and, and just as bad. So Okay, I'm going to pitch to you my version of this, now that I've had some time to think about this. Oh, you had some time to think, so you're good now. Okay, yes. let's go. I'm going to pitch you the Into the Woods version of this. Okay. Act one is basically an Alice in Wonderland plot. She's a little older. She's like in her 20s, like teenager and all that. Yeah. And she's like rebellious and all that. And Mm -hmm. she gets sent to Wonderland, goes through all the adventure, meets the Mad Hatter. And it's just like they kind of bond and they relate to each other and they help overthrow the the Queen of Hearts and save the day. And Mad Hatter is given the throne and all that. Yeah. Then we end it thinking happily ever after and all that. Act two starts and she find, can't relate to her daughter but then her daughter gets kidnapped and uh oh she has to go back to Wonderland it's like this desolate wasteland and the Mad Hatter's really fucked it all up and the Mad Hatter like there's some dumb prophecy I hate this but a prophecy is out there and the Mad Hatter's like we need to kill Alice's daughter because that's the only one that could ever overthrow me oh boy and and then there's tension you have already set up these characters they have a relationship you can see the growth and you can make that parental like coming of age story and like the differences between adulthood and childhood. There's themes there and you can still use these songs and make the Mad Hatter the badass bad guy you want to do. Also, get rid of Jack like entirely. Yeah. Why does else doesn't need a love interest? That's <laughs> another thing. Can we just cut Jack? Like, he does, his songs aren't even good. <laughs> even the Tim Burton movie knew that Alice didn't need a love interest. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Alice's love interest in that kind of is the Mad Hatter. <laughs> they were just kind of platonic friends. Tim Burton doesn't really like romance, I think I'm discovering. Like, he's not, a, like, his films aren't sexual in any way. They are platonic. The most platonic movies in the world. Yeah. 
A little bit. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if anything to disprove you, but I actually don't think there is any. <laughs> like I think Tim Burton is actively uncomfortable with sex. I don't know. What about like Batman in in Catwoman? I think that is as sexual as it gets, and it's like really weird because the most sexuality coming from that is Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Let's be fair. It's true, and Danny DeVito is like biting people's <laughs> noses off and shit. So. Like, I remember he finds Michelle Pfeiffer laying on his bed, and he's like, Just the kind of pussy I'm looking for! Oh my god. Danny DeVito is a gift. <laughs> I know that he's not great in that movie, but he is wonderful in that movie. He has some of the most insane lines of dialogue to say. Danny DeVito is just good. I was time. my kid's number one son, but they treated me like number two! <laughs> 10 out of 10, best movie ever. Okay. Let's go into a mid-show announcement. Let's go a mid-show, because I'm, al I'm already out of things to say about Wonderland. <laughs> hey, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a show at you. Um, our current patrons are Stephanie L., Terry Needleman, Max Lunick, Benjamin Lehrer, Lily Ackles, Mackenzie Horner, John Donna, Taryn the Duck, the fantastic Jess Lightning, Ewan Cassidy... Haley McDonald, Taskier, Fire September, Mina Maniri, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Haley Murray, Allison Wonderland, B Way Flicks, Nathaniel Stacy Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Lunar Rocks 222, Ira Gale, Drouet Whiter, Carrie Ahern, Christine Malmedel, Ben Packard, Mezzanine Theater Diary, Mary Lou Choquette, Anne Nunnally, Cole Birchfeld, Sam Caulfield, John Vanells, Holly Stickelity, um, Russ Walker. These folks give us a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks such as patron-only commentaries, our episodes a day earlier or even earlier, come join us over at Patreon. Hey, Andrew. Do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com slash musicals50. 
and use code MUSICALS50 to get 50% off. That code, MUSICALS50, at factorsmeal.com slash MUSICALS50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne The Pebble Johnson next to you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana too. You'll, you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so, go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hey, Andrew, do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely, and I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the New York. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, musicals50, at factorsmeal.com musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne The Pebble Johnson next to you. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. 
You'll you'll be in Moana three and four thanks to Factor. <laughs> so go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your fifty percent off deal. All right, let's get back to the show. show the worst day of my life this is one of those weird like they were really confident of this as an opening number and they shouldn't have been because <laughs> it it's, is it is stuck around it's like fine but it doesn't really make sense and it doesn't really establish anything totally it's just off it feels like it belongs in next to normal yeah it's like is this actually the worst day of their life because it just seems like a generic day <laughs> I mean, in mine, yeah, she gets publishing, like, rejected. In yours, doesn't she, like, get fired and shit? I, I don't honestly don't even remember in mine what happens to her. I just know she's moping about New York City. and New York bumping. City's the worst. I mean, I agree. New York City is the worst. I mean, New York City is an actual hellhole. But <laughs> I mean... That doesn't mean... Have you seen Times Square during the quarantine? It actually looks terrifying. Because, <laughs> like, all the ads are still lit up, but no one's there. Man, imagine paying for that ad space right now. I know. <laughs> God damn it. Well, I guess I wasted my money again. <laughs> again. Oh my god, no, no one's in Times Square. I spent every dollar getting here. Oh my god. <sighs> worst day of my life. More like worst opening to a musical ever. Not really. It's not good, though. <laughs> It's not great. Um, it's really not that bad, but I wish that it had a bit more of an introduction. Really. It doesn't feel like, like, Welcome to Wonder... Just hold on the songs and wait till Welcome to Wonderland. That's a much better opening number. Yeah. Honestly, you want to talk about fixing the show? Screw all the New York stuff. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but in my version, like, Alice in Wonderland is an actual story by Lewis Carroll. Like, that's another weird thing. Boo! Get rid of that plot point. I mean, yeah. they did get rid of that plot point, but yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is all, uh, it's a bad opening number in both versions. Yeah. I think in your version, is it, it's uh, the daughter and Alice singing, right? Yes. In the one that I watch, it's actually uh, Jack and Alice singing it. Oh, God, that's that's terrible. I actually don't think the daughter's introduced until the Wonderland part. That's double weird. Like, all right, I get that she goes to Wonderland with Alice, which is fine and probably makes a little bit more sense if you actually take take into account what the story is trying to be about. But my it's confused. Introduce her right away. In fact, don't don't show her going to work or none of that shit. Just, hey, daughter, I love you. Oh, we're having a fight. Oh, no. Oh, she got kidnapped. Gotta go down the rabbit hole. Can we just cut the daughter and Jack? And I just mean, have it yes. be Alice in Wonderland, like, honestly? Like, I'm saying that dumb. a version where she has a daughter could work. Like, if It I'm... could, but it doesn't here. <laughs> and there's really, 
especially in the one that uh the one i watched there's really very little purpose to it um because the daughter doesn't do anything <laughs> in the entire She's show hashtag edgy <laughs> yeah she turns into like a slightly edgier version of herself and then alice has to be like oh well how do i get her under control and that's that's like for like uh 10 minutes that's the plot line and then whatever <laughs> like i don't know it's just dumb yeah, it's 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 bad. Let's go on to Welcome, Welcome to, to Wonder Wonderland. Wonderland. <laughs> Welcome to Wonderland, where everything you see, I mean from A to Z, and what it seems to be. Welcome to Wonderland, where things are to stop. Turn off the lights when done. Good luck and thanks a ton. I like this song a lot. This song's fun. It's fine. This is a better opening number than the other one, for sure. It should have been the opening number. I mean, yes, that, it should have been. It should have been the opening of everything. Like, we don't hear songs until we're in Wonderland. Like, that's fine with me. That would have been a good good setup, honestly. Like, Wonderland is this musical place, and, like, the real like world you, is bland, and there's no music, and... <laughs> like, you can have this mystical prologue, so you can still have your, like opening orchestral number where they're like here's a wonderland in the world but we're gonna follow this girl yeah i don't know ben shore looking all dumpy and like i hate life i think the other part is the worst day of my life uh song is also like really kind of bouncy and like fun yeah it doesn't really make sense it's like this is supposed to be their drab everyday life and this is like a bouncy fun song to open it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not good. It's really not good. Okay, welcome to Wonder. But no, welcome fine. to Wonder. What do you see on stage during yours? I'm very curious. Mine. It was just an introduction of a bunch of characters. Like I think you saw like most of the notable Wonderland characters, and they were just they were dressed normal. They were not in weird Alice dresses. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was like every ensemble member dressed as Alice with wig and all, like just saying, and and it was weird. It was. Not Alice in Wonderland weird. It was like theatrical choice weird. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the Caterpillar song? I hated both the Caterpillar song and the Cat song and the Night song. I hated all three of them so much. What was? What's your reasoning why? Like what? What is? This is literally just personal preference. I I know you know me. I'm a big plot guy. I don't like songs that only exist to set up a character. Meaning all of Cats. <laughs> okay. Because these all feel like Mr. Mustafa's like type numbers. It's I mean they kind of are, but the thing is Alice in Wonderland is kind of that kind of story where it's just like Alice just kind of meets different people in Wonderland. Either commit to that idea, which they yeah. 100% didn't, or yeah. honestly, this may have worked better if it was styled after Cats. Honestly, yes. <laughs> I wonder, Alice in Wonderland show style that I think. Andrew Lloyd Webber might be able to pull that off if that was his yeah. prerogative. And like, as much as we crap on, on cats. cats, I mean, it definitely is not like a flop. <laughs> <laughs> it made a lot of money. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you're looking to make some money with Alice in Wonderland, it's cats public in domain. Wonderland. Go, f go forward. <laughs> cats in Wonderland. Shit. You get an Alice song, then you get a Caterpillar song, you get the cat song, you get the, the Tweedledee, Tweedledum song, the Queen song, the Mad Hatter song, uh, you can even do the March Hare song if you want, I mean... And then you end with memory. 
Then you and end with memory. And that's, <laughs> and that's how you make a good musical. Just end with memory. I mean, Cats already kind of is Alice in Wonderland. I mean, the Alice it, character is just that white cat. <laughs> the movie is Alice in Wonderland. Yes, the movie. The Broadway show is nonsense. The Broadway show is dancing with songs. <laughs> how dare they do that in a musical? I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> so sweet, Um, can we talk about the Mad Hatter? Yeah, we can talk about the Mad Hatter. I the fucking song, the love Mad this Hatter. song. Yes, I really like this song. I mean, at least this song, which is here to introduce a character, is actually a major character that sticks around for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and it like makes an impression. Like it's really jazzy and bouncy. It has a specific style. Yep. Not to say that the other ones didn't have their styles. Just that this one really suits the mood of the character maybe that's specifically in my version because she's like steampunk lucy from jekyll and hyde <laughs> uh i think it still fits it's just the the costumes are a little bit lazier in the one i watched so <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like all right if this is our villain if this is our antagonist i'm in let like inject this bitch into my veins let's go um Sadly, kind of the antagonist, but kind of not in the one I, I watched. <laughs> Once again, either embrace this character as your antagonist or don't. Yeah, stop with the half measures. <laughs> hey, guys, give us the show. We'll produce this. Give us the show. We're going to make another version of Wonderland. <laughs> uh, even newer Alice. A, a new, new Alice. Wonderland. A new Alice again. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> Come along, guys. No, Wonderland, the dead horse. <laughs> Just keep revenge of Wonderland. <laughs> Return of Alice. <laughs> Wonderland, Frank Wildhorn's revenge. Oh, shit. And then Frank Wildhorn actually shows up in the show. Like, what as what a do character. I need to do for that? <laughs> Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. He shows up in the show, and the show is about <laughs> trying to fix this show. <laughs> Alice goes down the rabbit hole, like, how do I fix this show that I'm in? This it's show is terrible! To... She, like, looks around during the open number and is like, what? <laughs> this is awful! <laughs> <laughs> trying to rewrite the show as she's in it. As she's in it, and then, like, she finds the writer of the show as he's writing the show that she's in. Oh, and he's just, like, surrounded by Red Bull and crumpled up papers, and he's, like, banging away in the She's like, what are you oh, doing? Do? <laughs> what are you doing with this show? <laughs> There's, like, a series of directors that have done this show, and, and she meets all of them on the way there. <laughs> and by the end, she's like, you know what, guys, just go home. Guys, maybe we just don't make the show. <laughs> Maybe we just save it for like school productions. Like the end they... of, and the end of the show is Alice just walking off the stage <laughs> to her death, and then then the curtains go, and it's just like okay. 
They decided lights not up. To, they decided not to make the show. <laughs> it's thirty-five minutes long. I'd watch it. Yeah, more entertaining than this. With conviction over their heads, it's my one real million. Everyone dreads what the queen may say. The hats they may do, it will be off with their heads. Ooh, I try to be she tries to be even and fair. Even and fair. But as you see, I'm almost never all quite there. Um, do you want to talk about Off With Their Heads? Yeah, sure. The uh, Queen of Hearts fun. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it it's, works. It works fine. Um, Queen of Hearts is a fun character. Uh, wish she had more time. <laughs> <laughs> like, if this was the Cats version of Wonderland, it could work. Yeah, it's like, well, they have the Queen of Hearts show up early, at least in my version. I think in yours as well, right? Yeah, pretty early. Yeah, and it's like, Just okay. To say, here I am. Here I am, I'm gonna cut off people's heads, and if they... In my version, there's this plot where if she cuts off your head, you can't leave Wonderland, like you're stuck there. What? Yeah, I have no idea. It doesn't even get followed through, really, but it's just something You're just says. dead, like, no wonder you can't leave, but... Yeah, it's... it. Well, she says that they don't even die, they just can't leave Wonderland. I don't know. <laughs> um, in mine, they very much die. Like, yeah, that's well, an that's important plot a point that they die. <laughs> That's that's how it's supposed to happen because I mean when you you cut off somebody's head they they die. <laughs> I mean, have you tried this yourself? Not yet. Let's go. Quarantine. The revolution is coming. <laughs> uh, build build those uh, guillotines, baby. Build the guillotines. All right. Uh, the the Queen of Hearts is a fun character, and they just replace them with the Mad Hatter, who's also kind of a fun character. But then he gets replaced, or or she gets replaced, I guess, with the Queen of Hearts. Um, so they're just replacing each other. It's like they have two good villains, and then they're like, neither of them are the ones we're gonna use, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that almost sounds like the Star Wars series. <laughs> Oops. Oops! <laughs> As we're going through these song lists, there's not one actively like, oh, that's unlistenable song. There's not a, like, obvious, None of them like, are that bad, it's just like, it's all in service of a very muddled plot, and it's all so mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you really just get no emotional connection to any of the characters in any meaningful way. Um, so it just ends up being like, eh, I watched it. I didn't hate it. Didn't like it either. I don't know. Thanks, Mina Maniri. <laughs> Thanks, Mina M M Maroney. Yeah, he's not going to say your name right now because you made us watch Wonderland. Yeah, you made us watch Wonderland. Awful person. <laughs> no, you're wonderful. I got one last question. Like, as far as the bad shows I've shown you, like Love Never Dies and all those other ones I'm sure I've shown you, Jekyll and Hyde, how does this rank among them? Like, I feel like this is not even in our bottom, like, four. No, I think this is actually one of the best bad ones you've shown me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Love Never Dies is, like, horrible and like not fun to watch and not pleasant in any way um jekyll and hyde is maybe the worst thing i've ever seen one really of, oh my god one of uh like I, I i don't even rank it i don't think it's that bad really i hate it you've watched it like eight times live somehow i can't stand it it's the music is so bland 
and I really just dislike that gothic style that they go with. Um, and yeah, I don't know. This is not, as far as Frank Wildhorn goes, this is not as good as Bonnie and Clyde, and it's not as bad as Jekyll and Hyde, and it's just kind of right in between. Well, we got a couple more Frank Wildhorns I want to do. Um, be excited for Halloween when we do the the Dracula musical. <laughs> is that going to be another, like, gothic pop song musical? Oh, you thought that Jekyll and Hyde was a gothic pop song musical. This is like that turned up to 25. Oh, no. <laughs> and you know what? His most recent um, attempt has been to musical theater and has actually been a quite a big su- success because What's it that? did not come out in America. Um, Death Note, the musical. Wow. Yeah, it was I... in South Korea and it did really, really well for all things considered. I have not watched Death Note in any form. Me neither. So I haven't watched like the bad Netflix thing or the anime. Um, <laughs> but... Anime? Amine. Am... <laughs> Uh, I haven't watched either of them, so if we do that, uh, that's going to be a tough one to talk about. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Um, but I'm surprised. Like once again, Frank Wildhorn isn't popular in America, but he's really popular in Europe and Korea and all the, those other countries. So maybe he's hitting on something that we just don't understand. Um, I don't know. He writes like uh, like Jekyll and Hyde is a lot of uh, minor scale pop music, which. You know, that's something that I think Japan generally likes. Yeah, it could just be K-pop. Like, people like that. Uh, K-pop, yeah. A lot of of whole steps. (laughs) Japanese music has a lot of whole steps. So, what what was your overall thoughts on Wonderland and your cheese rating, Mr. Andrew DeWolf? Okay. Um, as far as overall thoughts, it's, uh, pretty mediocre. Uh, it's kind of, as far as the version I watch, it's not that bad, like, the version you watched I, sounds a lot worse and a lot more muddled. It is, uh, but it's somehow more watchable, it seems like. Uh, I don't know. The one I watched, is it's hard to really have a strong opinion on it, because it's like, eh, it's not that bad, but I don't know, it's really not that good. Um, so, I don't really know what to give it for cheese, but I guess I'll give it the, uh, I'll give it the Mark Wahlberg government cheese, where it's like, it's cheese and it tastes like cheese, and that's about it. That's that's the most you can say about it. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's fine. Um. I I get that. I think that it is very bad. I I don't like it. I really don't like it. I honestly, I feel like it might have something to do with the versions we watched. I really do. It might, <laughs> but I I really like the some songs, and I like a lot of ideas it has, and I like a lot of its design choices. I get you. So, honestly, there is only one cheese I could ever rate this. There is only one. Okay. And it is named for the gorgeous trail that circles Mount Rainer, only found at Mountain Lodge Farm. It is Wonderland cheese. Of course it is. <laughs> this is, is flipping you all off right now. It's literally uh, in the camera flipping off our audience. But do you know who's <laughs> not flipping off our audience? Well, they are our, our, our audience. Our wonderful patrons! Thank you guys for listening. Um, please, please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all other podcatchers at Musicals with Cheese. Um, leave us a review. We haven't gotten reviews in a while, and I feel like you guys are just... You don't love us anymore, you know? I'm they worried. They still love us, Jess. I... You don't even have to worry about it. I know I'm they do. I'm so worried. They might hate me. Um, but we're also on Twitter, at Cheesy Musicals. Our Patreon is Musicals with Cheese. Our Instagram is Musicals with Cheese. Our YouTube page is U- Musicals with Cheese. 
Our email is musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Please send some love over to our title card creator, Jolene Casco. She's on Instagram at Jolene Casco. Andrew, is there anything else you want to promote out there? You got, got any shows coming up right now in, in this wonderful landscape we're living in? Uh, I, I really don't, um, but I guess I'm on Twitter at, at HeyDoctor and also on Instagram at the same thing. <laughs> And you can follow my band at the the band thanks on Instagram if you'd like. <laughs> they got they're great. They have a song called Food Library that I love. Um, yeah. Well, well, I well, guess that's all we can say. Welcome um, to quarantine life. There's no there's no anything happening. <laughs> welcome to quarantine. If you know what I mean. Da na 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 na. Frank Wildhorn. All right, guys. This is all. the moment. <laughs> Damn all the odds! <laughs> and then he force pushes all the stuff out of his laboratory. Absolutely. It, this is the moment. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.